薄いのはほYeah. <laughs> We are back once again to discuss a gag comic from Clamp. Yeah. 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 All right. So, as always, we'll all do our best to keep this early section spoil free. But again, it's a, it's a, yet another two volume gag comic. So, this is a continuation of our unofficial, like, well, our official covering, but the, What I am designating the Clamp School trilogy, which I don't think it actually is referred to as that in any way. So we'll be rounding that out next time with Clamp, Clamp School Detectives, which actually is a shoujo. See, we're getting there. We're getting to the thing that is relevant. All right. So I also want to just, before we jump into, I make Asher give a little plot synopsis here. I want to place us in the Clamp production timeline. Uh, so, we are very, this is one of their earliest works. They're one of their earliest official published works. And so, it's the early 90s, and they are actively working on Rig Veda, Tokyo Babylon. They start Clamp School Detectives X, the legend of, I don't know how to say it, Quan Yang. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and they put out. The short stories that are in Shirahime Show, Snow Goddess Tales. And all I have to say is that is so much all happening at the same time. Too much. Okay. So, Asher, now that they have been doing, they're doing all of the things, <laughs> including Dukleon. So, we're only focusing on Dukleon. So, what is Dukleon about? There are these two guys. Kentaro and Takeshi, who are Duke Leon, the Clamp School Defenders. And they're basically, I mean, the, the easiest American Western world English language、uh, comparison is they're basically Power Rangers, but there's only two of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they don't have Zords, like, they don't jump in a mech. They just have battle suits. And there's this guy, this, this evil group led by a guy called the Imonoyama Shopping District Association. And they're trying to take over the world by doing very silly things, like stealing all the lunches from, from the school cafeteria. Oh, I、yeah. guess we should mention the school is super weird. Clamp School is super weird. It's like this little, whole little city, <laughs> self sustaining human environment that、yes. is not just a school. 10,000 people like live and work there. Yeah.、Uh, so that's wild. No explanation is given for this. <laughs> and、uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think that's a good enough premise. That's, that's, 
the non-spoilery <laughs> synopsis. I I noticed that you neglected to say Kentaro's full name, Higashikuni Maru-kun. <laughs> Higashikuni Maru Kentaro-kun. <laughs> Higashikuni Maru. Say it five times fast, everybody. Higashikuni Maru. <laughs> I'm already like, am I saying it wrong? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not. But there's a lot of syllables in there. Um, there's so many. You didn't mention Aerie either. Aerie, I mean, I don't want to get super spoilery, but Aerie. Oh, she's always there. She is always there. Aerie, so there's the two guys, Kintaro and Takeshi. And then there's Aerie, who is basically their ground control, except often she's in the field with them. But she's not technically one of them, you know, because no. she's a girl. Because yeah. she's a girl. Girl, and she doesn't get a fancy suit mask no. thing to put on. They're both no. very scared of her, though. They they acknowledge that she's way stronger than them and better at defending the school. So, <laughs> yeah, Ari for president, everybody. All right. <laughs> yeah, and they have this one friend, Kotobuki. I guess is his name. I I never really registered his name. Well, they also sometimes call him Suki Yabashi. I think they Suki usually Yabashi. call him Suki Yabashi because they're boys and like referring to one another by last names is what they do except with each other because they have a special relationship. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And he's just sort of always kind of tagging along and wishing he had a friendship like theirs. And Takeshi is like, we're not friends. No, I hate this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Takeshi (laughs) is in the wrong manga for himself. Yeah, Takeshi definitely is super robbed by this narrative. He doesn't he doesn't want to be here. He doesn't I on the other he does belong. (laughs) He he I I do think that we we can get there. We can get there. But um, We can get there. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want to be there, but I actually think this is where he belongs. <laughs> okay. So, Asher, am I correct that neither of us had read this before, you know, th- this weekend? Correct. <laughs> correct. Okay. Did you know anything about it before? I knew what they looked like. Okay. I knew I knew it was a Sentai Toku thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, a loving tribute to Sentai and Tokuzatsu shows. <laughs> well, you know, the most important questions are, did you like it? Do you have a favorite aspect of the series? And do you think others should read it and why? I uh, I did like it. I didn't like it as much as uh, Man of 20 Faces or Man of Many Faces. I always Man get what the title actually is confused. It kind It plays... It's genre, like so it's it's a parody of Sentai and Toku and it plays that pretty straight, actually. I I didn't find that there's a whole lot to it, but it, you know, didn't I didn't hate reading it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think everyone needs to go read it? No. No. I, I think it's gonna be kinda hard to find unless you're cool with digital. And Again, there's there's really not much there of substance. If you if if you've got an itch for this kind of story, go watch Power Rangers. There are some good seasons of Power Rangers. This is 
it's cute and silly and I feel it feels like a palate cleanser between among everything else that Clamp was doing at the same time. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. How do you feel about it? I I mostly agree. Like I enjoyed reading it. I thought it was funny. I was I was not delightfully as surprised by it as Man of Many Faces. Yeah. I kind of disagree in that if you want something like this, just go watch Power Rangers because I feel like Power Rangers is going to take itself seriously. Like I don't I don't want that. <laughs> I want it to be very very silly. I see. Well, I think there are other other shows that do that. Or other things that do that and have more to them than this. I can't I can't name one off the top of my head, but I'm sure I've watched a, a parody that I really enjoyed. Yeah. I would say uh, in general, I'm like not naturally into either of these, you know, genres. So, or, or tropes, yeah. type, types of stories. So... It's all a bit like I know enough because I have lived in the culture like Power Rangers was cool stuff when we were growing up. But (laughs) if you want, if you want, uh, well, actually, okay, well, you could watch SSS Gridman. No, I missed an S. S -S 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 Gridman. (laughs) (laughs) That one isn't so much of a parody, but it's a nice deconstruction or it's. It's a nice deconstruction and re-exploration of, of some of these beloved tropes, you know, and has a lot more to it <laughs> than this does. Yes. I mean, I love Gridman, so yeah. always, always a way to go. Good plug for Gridman here. <laughs> <laughs> Forget Duke Leon. Just watch Gridman. All right. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. So if you do want to read Duke Leon, it is very available digitally from Viz Media. It's literally $5 volume and there's two volumes. So if you're like, hey, I like Clamp enough to splurge $10 on that, then go ahead. I actually think, I don't think that your statement that it's hard to find even physically is super true. Asher really? is available. Like you can find used copies for not terribly more expensive than the initial asking price, uh, but obviously more than $5 a volume probably. <laughs> so uh, I think it's very funny in the Viz digital copies that the intro pages, like they're exactly the same thing. I want to be clear. You're not getting a different product if you buy the digital version just because it's Viz and not Tokyo Pop. They just took what Tokyo Pop had done and now it's theirs and they charge you five dollars for it. <laughs> like they didn't even bother to change the intro page where Tokyo Pop's like, we're trying a cool new thing where we leave the honorifics intact. Uh contact us to tell us how much you like it. And I'm like, what strange licensing thing happened here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All around <laughs> where this happened. Anyway, that's somewhat irrelevant, but just made me giggle when I saw it. So so now we will get into the spoiler section. I don't think this episode is going to be very long, to be clear, everybody, but we we are going to spoil everything in the two-volume gag manga, so hold on to your butts now. Oh, my God. 
So again, say it, say it ten times fast. Character discussion. Kentaru Higashi Kunimaru. You can't, you can't even say it one time. Regular Higashi Kunimaru. <laughs> Higashi Kunimaru. You can't do it without laughing. <laughs> Why is his name like this? No explanation is given for this. No, and they say it like fifty million times right so, off the bat. They're just like Higashi Kunimaru, and you're like, why? <laughs> it's very funny because it's you know it would be I don't know three or four kanji maybe, but it's super long in English, so it's just they have to shrink the font to make it fit in the speech bubbles. It's beautiful. It's be- <laughs> just like Kentaro wanting to, he's the one who wants to be the bride, right? Yes. yes. So Kentaro is, um, he's your Genki boy. I'm pretty sure he's the red, ra- I mean, they're not rangers, but he's the red. He's the red ranger. He's the red ranger. He's just, he's just a puppy. He wants to hang out with his pal Takeshi. He wants to say to the world that they are Dukleon school defenders. Um, even though they're not supposed to. Even though they're not supposed to. He's, his head is very empty. And he aspires to be the perfect bride. <laughs> it's never super clear how serious he is about anything. Because he's always on the same level of just guileless energy. Yeah. I, and I am forced. There's a little epilogue at the end. We're in the spoilers section, right? Yes, you can say okay. it. There's an epilogue at the end where they're young grown-ups where I I must say he must have been sincere the whole time because he's there making breakfasts for Takeshi. Uh, see, I always thought he was sincere about at least that one thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he I, says everything with sincerity, honestly. He is a very sincere lad. But, like, because it's a gag manga, it is also a joke. So it's like, uh... and, you well, know, he it's not like he actually gave up his position of wealth and privilege to become Takeshi's bride. No, he just turned Takeshi into his little secretary slave. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> in, in real life, this would be terrible. But, like, in the context of this two-volume gag manga, I'm just like, yeah, get it, Kentaro. Okay, well, because in this two-volume gag manga, we all know who everybody else is, but they're all like, oh my god, the company that has the last name, Higashi Kunimaru? <laughs> like, how could I possibly run into this guy that I hate while working? Oh, no! You know, it's like, duh, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Our friend Kotobuki is the evil guy <laughs> in Imonoyama Shopping District Association. <laughs> what? Impossible. What? Even though he has the most distinct hair, he is a We're not there yet. member of KISS. <laughs> God. <laughs> he is, though. Yeah. Yeah. He has the most distinct hair. He always disappears right before something terrible happens. Well, something mildly annoying happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Takeshi. Takeshi. He doesn't belong here. He doesn't even go here. He, you know, like, so he's the one. No. I mean, most of the care, half the characters are taking themselves seriously, I think. Ari is very serious. Ari is very serious. But 
it does feel like some characters are in on the joke and others are not. Like, Kentaro is always sincere, but he's in on the joke. Nokoru, the whole thing is a joke. <laughs> so, uh, Takeshi is not in on the joke. He is the butt of the joke. Yes. For him. Yes. So, his <laughs> name is Takeshi Shukaido. Yeah, he's a kendo guy. He's very, and he's a very serious kendo guy. Like, you know he's serious because he's a kendo guy. <laughs> yeah. He's the Blue Ranger. He's the Blue Ranger. He didn't want to be part of this, but he is anyway. He didn't ask for this. He didn't ask for this. He's not into it. He actively says no <laughs> all the time. Yes. Uh, but uh, he gets swept up in all of it. And yeah, he poor guy. Yeah, he makes far less of an impression than Kentaro. Really? <laughs> I had the. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe it's because we have very different personalities. So we notice <laughs> different things about people. Um, I felt like. Especially at the beginning, I felt like Takeshi was kind of our perspective character. Because Kentaro's just weird. Uh, and Takeshi is the only one, like, reacting reasonably, like, with a modicum of reason to <laughs> just the bananas stuff that's happening. Kentaro just comes in so hardcore and is like, I made you a bento, Takeshi. 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 Takeshi, did you eat breakfast? Takeshi, I'm hungry. Takeshi. Takeshi. <laughs> I'm hungry, yeah. so you must be hungry. Takeshi, leave me alone. Yes. Kotobuki, you have such a great friend. <laughs> they do, though. Well, they do and they don't, right? Like, because actually it's kind of unclear if Takeshi has any fondness for Kentaro, actually. I know, right? Yeah. Like, we never get that soft moment no, or anything. No, no. But, like, he could go either way. Because he's also, like, you know, he's one of those guys where you point out that he has feelings and he, like, denies it and he's cute about it, right? <laughs> and he just blushes the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hard to tell. I don't know. I don't think he does. Do you think he was actually poor? <laughs> I don't think he was actually poor. I think he was actually middle class. <laughs> um, but Kentaro and everybody else around him is filthy rich exactly so it's just insane <laughs> um, I don't think kendo is an expensive extracurricular you know like mm. I don't and I don't know that you can get into clamp school without having some kind of influence like it's full of rich people <laughs> yeah clamp wouldn't let you in here if money were an object. Yeah, yeah. So maybe Takeshi is just normal. Okay, fair enough. You know who's not normal? Eri. Eri. I didn't even, like, register that she had a last name. They don't say it as much. No. Eri Chusonji is their ground control and their manager, their handler, and also, you know, the one that beats them up and keeps them in line. Um... <laughs> I keep waiting for you to drop the, the real thing. All right, and she's a space alien police officer. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. It's great. It's great. She's the best. <laughs> she is the best. She's got two Sailor Moon buns, and I think they make the joke of calling her uh, Dumpling Head. Yeah, she's she's fabulous. Uh, she's, she's sort of like, you know, typical 
spunky, typical spunky female uh, support. Yeah. You know? Um, and she's not breaking any gender barriers no, here. No, no. But be- just just throwing that space alien police officer thing is so funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, okay. I seriously just kept thinking of Space Patrol Luluco. I was like, I'm in Space Patrol Luluco now. Like, that's what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so she ends up falling for Kotobuki. He falls for her first. That's true. (laughs) It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So Kotobuki, (laughs) oh boy. Kotobuki Sukiyabashi is, as we said, the head of Imonoyama Shopping District Association. He has ridiculous hair. Like, yes, imagine a KISS member with one of those, like, side braids Clow Reed glasses, Clow Reed face, you know, the, the gentle <laughs> smile, sort of. He always says he's hungry and he takes uh, Kentaro's food when it's offered. Yeah. Um, he appreciates Kentaro. When he, when he is evil, he has the biggest shoulder drawns. Like, they remind me of Delandal's things in Escaflone, but like 10 times as big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like Dragon Ball Z on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> uh he's also a space alien. It turns out he's like a an alien prince and he was sent to this planet as part of an engagement ritual? Was that Oh yeah, yeah, they take over yeah. the planet and it becomes their honeymoon place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's supposed to colonize it so that he can get married. Yeah. With his evil unnamed lady who comes and starts Commanding the Imonoyama Shopping District Association on her own while he's falling for Eri. And he's like, who is doing this? (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. he. It doesn't seem like he ever wanted to marry that lady. And uh, he and Eri, I mean, it's not deep, but it's cute. So... Oh, it's super not deep. No. They just insta fall in love with each other and you're just like, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> nothing, nothing here is deep. <laughs> no. <laughs> this this is not one where Clamp was like, we have a philosophy and we're gonna figure it out and hit Suzanne. And no, no. none of that. <laughs> none of that is here. No. There's even only like a modicum of of queerness. And you know, you could shrug it off. But it's also pretty blatant. But it's it's just so small because Kentaro and Takeshi, like they keep making the joke that Kentaro and Takeshi in volume two are like becoming less and less important. Yeah, they're like, I thought we were the main characters. So, you know, it takes a similar trajectory to Man of Many Faces in that regard, where it's just like, here's a heel turn. Like We're not focusing on that anymore. We're focusing on the cute romance between Aria and, Ko- and Kotobuki. Yeah. And it's like, okay. I'm down for it, but Clamp, why you like this? <laughs> I mean, it it's I feel like it's not that big of a turn, particularly compared to other other works of this genre. The the heroes don't move the plot. They react. Um mm-hmm. they are called when something goes down, and Eri and Kotobuki's romantic drama is what drives the whole second half of the plot. Because the other lady comes in and there's suddenly we're space aliens so 
Uh, and Aerie has to learn that her mortal enemy is also her greatest love. So. Right. Well, isn't that also true of Kentaro and Takeshi? <laughs> Takeshi's greatest enemy. <laughs> Kentaro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, yes. <laughs> and then there is still... So there is a head general person right. who is going to so we i don't know anything about this boy yet except what has been presented in man of many faces yes and in Dukleon. but he is going to be one of the main characters in clamp school detective yes it's nokoru imonoyama our resident pretty boy um he is he is the whole Dukleon boss so he's in charge of kentaro takeshi and eri um and he's also still in sixth grade so you know normal Normal. <laughs> but also, like, Imonoyama, that's the people that own Clamp School. And he's just he's just having a good time. He's putting random monitors everywhere so that he can pop up and, you know, be like, Agent Perry, it is your job to blah, 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 blah at the boys. So he's always wearing yeah. sunglasses when he's acting as their... And so how could you ever know who he is? You could never know who he is. You could never guess. He is very... <laughs> he is a master of disguise. He he could be the man with 20 faces. Yes, who makes an appearance in this manga. Yes, they get to fight him. They, uh, yes, he they, wins. They get, they get to, <laughs> he does win. He does win. <laughs> so they get to... So Nokuru right here, he was like... We're going to stage a play. It's going to be Dukleon versus the Man of Many Faces for the school festival. And of course, the Dukleon boys are like, why are you doing this to us? <laughs> like, <laughs> does, does he know? We have to go tell the general. And they tell the general. And he's like, I think that's an amazing idea because they're the, both the same person. <laughs> <laughs> but and so then he also casts uh, Akira. Casts Akira as the man of many faces and Akira is like oh my god does he know but he does not, he does know. not know and it's like wait a second <laughs> some detective he is some detective he is can't, can't wait, wait to yeah. find out <laughs> can't wait to find out what goes down in that manga I am yeah. so curious if Akira is actually one of the detectives because <laughs> I'm not sure if he is or not I don't we'll find out is he he might, he might be. I feel like there might be a Three Musketeers thing going on where somebody else also joins. Uh, I'm oh. not. I mean, I I haven't read any of these. We're going to find out. We're going to find in out. In like two weeks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Dukleon is, is very silly. There are many silly enemies that Kotobuki employs. <laughs> and they are also silly. Like oh, well, the, the sheep that. That was the best. That, was that the one was it. <laughs> there was a sheep <laughs> that was like, I'm wool, touch me. It had like a sign on its tummy, but it had so much static electricity stored in its wool that if you touched it, you would be paralyzed. Like, like it's, it's a Pokemon with static as its ability and nobody could resist touching it. And it was funny. It was great. Yeah. Kotobuki was not a very good villain. Or he was the greatest villain of all time. Hmm. <laughs> oh. And an even better love interest. <laughs> yes, actually. 
Yes, actually. <laughs> Just such a soft boy, you know? Like <laughs> He really was. Super soft boy. Okay, see, I, okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I feel like I'm starting to see that with a couple exceptions, of course, because there's so many. But when Clamp is writing Shonen, they end up like going ham on some shoujo tropes. And then when they're writing shonen, shoujo, they like go into shonen tropes. <laughs> like for me, I'm still like, X is a shoujo? That's not possible. <laughs> X is a horror manga. <laughs> X is X's own thing. Yeah. X isn't a horror manga, but it, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it shoujo or shonen just because it really shouldn't be read by children. And yet it was run in shoujo magazines and that makes it shoujo. I and like, know. so I think that this delightful blend of the demographics and the tropes that they like is why we all like Clamp so much probably because screw your demographics. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it's not really unique to Clamp. Uh, Yuwatase is doing this at basically the same time yeah yeah i just feel like they're doing the stories they want and wherever wherever they happen to get published like okay whatever (laughs) you're like we'll take your money sure yeah yeah and like again this cross species cross uh morality love but they don't know it shows up in this kind of thing all the time whether it's made for boys or girls. Um, it definitely happens in Power Rangers. <laughs> um, which was... Are they even cross-species, though? They're both aliens. Oh, we don't know that they're from the same alien race. Oh, okay. Aliens can be from anywhere. But yeah, you're right. I don't know that they're cross-species. They are cross-morality. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> they are cross-enemy lines. Yes. I feel like I've never thought of it in the phrase cross morality, so my brain is like playing catch up there. I mean, I <laughs> did make that up just okay. now. Okay. You're making stuff up for me. That's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> so do you do you want Kentaro and Takeshi to be gay and love each other? Yes. I, I would feel better if Takeshi was just being a tsundere about it. I you know he's so hard to read though i really don't i don't think that's (laughs) happening um if he's not then i would like kentaro to back off (laughs) because there's a real creepy uh boundary he's getting creepy about it right yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, he needs to chill out um and obviously otp eri and kotobuki obviously oh my gosh they're so cute anyway okay so as predicted this will be a very short episode about the silly gag manga that didn't go into philosophy. <laughs> but we once again, we have to slot in Dukleon into our ultimate rank of it, all the clamp we've done on this podcast so far. So we just did this on the last episode, so I'll go through it more quickly. But to reiterate, I believe God tier Tokyo Babylon. <laughs> Pretty good stuff that I liked reading. Magic Knight Rare Earth, Cardcaptor Sakura. Man of Many Faces. I'll even put Dukleon in there because it was it was funny. It was light. I was into it. Like, we're good. <laughs> Things I could do without so far. Angelic Layer, Rig Veda, Chobits, and Wish. What about you? Oh, man. I don't remember what I said last time. I should have 
I mean, I had it written down, but I had it written down on my whiteboard, so it's gone. <laughs> um, I know. I was like, Asher's going to contradict himself, and I'm going to have it on audio, and I'm going to love it. <laughs> well, I know I put Magic Knight Ray Earth first, and that still stands. I don't remember the order I had everything else in. Our, I, I know that we were pretty similar, except that I feel kinder more kindly disposed towards angelic layer than you do yeah i think we're pretty similar overall so yeah to where you slot Dukleon. pretty much where you slotted it i think i like angelic layer more than Dukleon, but i'm not gonna i, I i'd rather read Dukleon than rig veda again oh yeah for sure <laughs> I, I would go into rig veda again just to be like okay what yeah be like <laughs> Now I know what the whole thing. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's not for enjoyment. No, it's for no. grasping the just sheer size of it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well. All right. That's it. We did it. Uh, Dukleon. It's very silly. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Show Joe and Tell. Comments, questions, constructive criticism, concerns. Need to gush about your OTP? Email shoujointel at gmail.com or leave a comment on the episode's YouTube page. Or at shoujointel on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. Before I... Okay, well, you cannot find Asher on the internet. He is mine. Uh, I also feel that I should plug that you can... You know, if you want to go more in-depth in Dukleon than our little silly episode here, you can listen to the Clampcast podcast about it because they know way more about Clamp. And the tropes that I was playing with, then I do. So, and I listened to that episode twice. I'm not trying to copy them, though. So, so you can just go listen to it. Um, anyway, are you excited every time you see a new episode from us? If so, please consider leaving a rating on Apple Podcasts. This will help the podcast reach more hearts, or at least ears. Thanks again for listening. As mentioned at the top of the episode, we'll be back next time for Clamp School Detectives to round out our little Clamp trilogy we had going on here. <laughs> that one is actually a shoujo. So again, we were ramping up to the relevant content. <laughs> Stay tuned until then. Bye. Bye. Awake, judgment, gun morphing. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's what uh, Luluko when she morphs into a oh, gun in Space Patrol. Yeah. Luluko says, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. You'll allow it. Like, yeah, I was like, this. I don't remember them having such a silly catchphrase thing. They have something. Yeah, they just it's like ran in. Yeah. I don't no, no, remember. no. They did have a final attack name. And I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> it might have had the word judgment in it. Awake, judging more. Okay. Awake, judgment, come on.